Hey, what's going on, family? This is Adora adding a dose of reality and everything. Uh, this is just Drew, this episode. Uh, Bree is not with me on this one, but just want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the hardships of transitioning. You know, the hardships of transitioning. A lot of times when we talk about transition, we talk about and we think about uh, transition in the natural sense, you know, moving, uh, moving locations, geographical, geographical locations, moving to another job, moving to another area, moving into another field of work, um, you know, going back, pursuing school, pursuing education, those kind of transitions. And those are most definitely transitions that I've done uh, time and time again myself personally. But, you know, I just want to go ahead and talk about um, the things that people don't see when you're in the midst of transition, uh, the things that people don't see and don't really, uh, you know, consider when you're in transition. A lot of times, you know, we feel like, well, if we move uh, naturally from one location to the next or one neighborhood to the next, uh, we think about, you know, the fact that the next neighborhood is going to be better. You know, I'm going to move into a better community. I'm going to move into a better uh, school district. Uh, my kids are going to have a better school district. I'm going to move into a, you know, a middle, uh, you know, a, a nicer neighborhood as far as with, you know, uh, class wise, whether it be mid class or whether it be a high class or, you know, I'm going to move into one of those kind of neighborhoods, especially if I come from a lower class uh, level uh, community. And so those are the things that we don't we don't think about the hardships that comes along with it. We don't think about the fact that we have to naturally uh, you know, do the things such as packing, such as throwing things away, getting rid of items uh, that we may have had year for years uh, that we may have only used maybe one or two times. We don't think about the fact that we have to completely, um, you know, just if we're if we're changing locations as far as with from one state to the next, you know, we have to relocate our job if our job is going to be able to carry over to that next state. If not, you know, you got to completely start all over. You got to completely find another job. And then in the midst of finding another job, you have to, uh, you know, find a place to live. And so really you can't find a place to live unless you have some type of financial uh, backing in place. Um, a lot of jobs, they want to see an offer letter. I mean, a lot of places, uh, as far as we're living, they want to see an offer letter. They want to make sure that you're able to maintain the property if you're trying to buy a house or even if you're trying to just rent an apartment or rent a house. They want to make sure that you have some kind of income. And so they're like, you know, show us an offer letter and we'll see, you know, what we could do. We'll see, you know, as far as with how much you're pre-approved for and, you know, uh, those sort of things. And people really don't consider those things. Uh, they just think that, you know, starting over, so to speak, is something that's, um, you know, it's just something that you can do just on a whim. It's just something that you can do kind of just like, you know, I could just I'm, I'm going to just start over and I'm going to just have you know, this, this bright future and I'm going to have this new life and I'm going to have this better life. And well, and, you know, given, you know, those things are most definitely true and accurate. Uh, most of the time when you start over, you're not starting over so that you can revert back to the old life that you had, or you can revert back to, uh, the old mindset that you had, you know, uh, normally when you start over and you want to relocate to another, uh, state, or you want to pursue education, or you want to go ahead and pursue, um, a better career, or you want to go ahead and switch uh, jobs, switch careers, or switch majors in school, it's always for the better. 
but people don't understand the hardships that comes along with it in the midst in the midst of it all. Uh, the in between times, uh, people don't understand. You know that when you're pursuing education, when you're going back to school and you decide to pursue education, they don't realize that uh, you have to get back into the mode of studying. Especially if you've been out of school for years. Especially if the last time you were a student was uh, in high school, or if it was you know in college, but in your earlier years, you know, in your early. 20s, you know, but now you're 50 and you're like, yeah, you know, we're going to I'm going to go ahead and pursue, um, you know, further my education even more. I want to go ahead and uh, pursue this type of field. You know, when I was in my 20s, I graduated with a associates in culinary arts. But now I want to go ahead and pursue business uh, now that I'm in my 50s. And now that, you know, I've, you know, created a couple of businesses, I want to go ahead and pursue a higher level of education as it relates to business so that I can get to a certain, uh, the next level when it comes down to business. But people don't understand the type of hardships that comes in the midst of that. You know, you have to get back to the habit of studying. Uh, you have to get back to, if you have kids, if, you, if you're if you furthering education with the family, which I've done personally, um, and it's not easy, uh, especially when you have little children, when you have uh, small children that need your attention constantly, um, that you can't just stick them in front of the TV for six hours and, you know, go do your homework and go study or, you know, that sort of thing. You got to actually give them undivided pure attention. You have to, you know, see about their needs. You have to see about what they desire. You have to make sure, you know, you're available, make sure you're watchful uh, because they're at a young age and, you know, things can happen, you know. And so you have to really, and it's not easy because I've experienced it, you know, on that level, you know, pursuing my education, going back, uh, deciding that I wanted to go ahead and uh, further my education. Um, I had a mechanical and I still do uh, have a mechanical background. But by the time I was, I want to say it, I've, you know, went to the technical school for mechanical for automotive technology uh, when I was, I want to say 19, uh, graduated a year later when I was 20. Um, didn't go back to school until I was about, I want to say, maybe 27. Um, I decided to go ahead and pursue another major. And that major was criminology, criminal justice. But during this time, you know, I had a uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter at the time, I believe she was uh, four. Uh, she was four years old at the time or maybe three getting ready to turn four. And, you know, it seemed like it was hard back then, you know, because uh, me and Bree, you know, we just had one child at the time and, you know, trying to, you know, pursue education and juggle a family. You know, I felt like I was overwhelmed then. But, you know, even in the midst of um, pursuing my education, we ended up having my son. Um, I want to say after I want to say a year later, we ended up having my son while I was a year into my associate's program. And, you know, when I was getting ready to graduate from my associate's program uh, for criminal uh, criminal justice, uh, my third daughter, she was born. My third child, uh, second daughter at this point, she was born uh, right after I finished my associate's program. Right. She was born right after. Um, and so that was a lot of natural transition is because I went from being a parent of one to all of a sudden being a parent of two. And then next thing you know, while I was still in school studying, being a parent of three. Um, and so that was a major transition. That was something that I had to I had to juggle you know, you know, being a husband and also still working full time. I was still working full time on a natural job because, you know, just because I'm pursuing my education doesn't mean that the bills 
are going to stop needing to be paid. I mean, it'd be nice if it could, but, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, the bills are just going to stop automatically. So I had to go ahead and continue working full time. Uh, Thankfully, you know, my job, uh, my schedule uh, was real flexible. Um, You know, my school schedule was flexible. It was only one day a week um, and it was on site. I want to say for the first I want to say for about the first year and then when I well actually the first two years uh, but when I started pursuing my bachelor's uh, that's when that was completely online and so uh, it was it was easier on site than it was online but you know in the midst of this the point I'm trying to make is that I ended up becoming a parent of you know three kids uh, by the time I got to the point where I was completely done with my associate's program you know I was the parent of three kids, um, you know, my my third child, you know, my second daughter, she was born, I want to say, right after I finished my associate's program for criminal justice. Uh, she was born, I want to say, maybe, uh, you know, at least a month later, she was born right after I had finished, you know, but um, and then I went back, you know, and I pursued my bachelor's career, my bachelor's, uh, bachelor's uh, program in criminal justice, my bachelor's degree. And, you know, with a newborn baby, you know, a third kid, newborn baby and all, you know, pursued it online, uh, finished, you know, uh, we had a death in the family during that time. We had all kind of transitions. We moved from one part of the region to another part of the region, uh, same state, but, you know, different parts of the region. I mean, it was and I was still pursuing my education, uh, ended up falling on academic probation. Uh, grades were slipping because I was distracted, you know, but, you know, when it took me a little bit longer to graduate my expectation graduation uh, day was August, but I didn't end up graduating until the following April uh, because, you know, my grades slipped and, you know, I had to, you know, really, I had to kick it in high gear in order for me to graduate in April. I had to take three classes at once um, for about, I want to say, oh, maybe about at least two months. Um, I had to take about three classes at once online and to this day, I still look back and I don't even know how I did that. Like, I mean, it must have been determination that was completely just like, you know, sparked in me. Like I was determined to finish. Like I was just compelled to high water. I was turned. I was determined to finish. You know, I was just kind of like I didn't have time to stop and, you know, wallow in self-pity. I didn't have time to just focus on frustration. I don't have time to, you know, just walk around angry and mad and frustrated, I'm, although I was frustrated. Because, you know, I fell on, um, you know, I fell on uh, academic probation in the midst of all this. But, you know, to this day, I look back and I'm like, how in the world that I juggle three classes in the midst of all this? You know, so the point I'm trying to make is that people don't see the the hardships of transitioning uh, when you're in transitioning in that sense, when it comes down to education. You know, people don't see the hardships as it relates to ministry, even when you're transitioning in ministry. You know, they just see it as, OK, you went from one church uh, to another church that's a lot more uh, fulfilling and, and that speaks to your calling and speaks to your destiny a lot more than the previous church did. But they don't understand that, you know, when you left the previous ministry that, you know, um, although you left on good terms and although you left, you know, with a with a good character and, you know, solemn character. Um, they don't see the persecution you may have endured. You know, they don't see the uh, backlash that came along with it. You being kind of blacklisted from that ministry uh, because you left and you've been there for, you know, X amount of time. And, you know, people that you used to talk to with that ministry decided to not 
you know, talk to you or communicate with you because you were no longer a part of that particular ministry. Uh, people don't see that kind of part. People don't see that, you know, you had to endure, you know, being talked about and being ridiculed and being judged uh, because you decided to go ahead and resign your membership with one place and go and pursue it, you know, at another place because the next place has, you know, what you need to get to the next level in your gifting and your calling and your, um, you know, just in your purpose and your destiny. And so those are some of the examples right there that people just don't understand in transitioning uh, when it comes down to moving to another location. Like I was saying earlier, you know, packing, um, you know, you have to throw things away. You have to um, in some cases, you know, you have to go ahead and throw out the old and then you got to turn around and buy the new. Once you get to the new place, once you get to the new location, you got to buy buy brand new all over again um, because it's just not worth taken with you you know it's just not worth taking something that's already half falling apart and half working and so you're like man you know well i'm gonna go ahead and just buy a new one you know you got to go ahead and buy a new one which takes money which takes finances you know if you already got a couch that's halfway falling apart you know it was decent um while you were at the present location that you were at because you were saying okay well i'll go ahead and just buy another couch you know whenever i can whenever i get you know more money or you know wherever i get um you know, the next paycheck or whatever, and you can kind of just, you know, procrastinate a little bit because you're not going anywhere anytime soon. But now that you're leaving and you have to, you know, move and you have to, you know, it means that you have to buy new furniture, um, you know, to furnish a new place. You know, you don't want to take the old furniture that's already beat up and broken in half, you know, uh, working, you know, you don't want to take that with you to the next location. Um, and so, People don't just don't understand those things in the midst of all the transition. And they don't understand that with that, it comes with, um, you know, it comes with a lot of hardships that are not seen. You know, it comes with a lot of uh, pains that you don't see, um, you know, people uh, with, you know, women giving birth and, you know, having kids. That's something, you know, that's, of course, you know, a God, a God given blessing. You know, kids are a blessing, um, you know, in spite of, you know, how they get here, they're still a blessing, you know. Um, depending on how they got here. Yeah. You know, that situation could be, you know, uh, messed up. It could be, you know, jacked up, but the kid in itself is a blessing. You know, the child in itself is a blessing because it can't control the child can't control the fact of how it got here, you know? Um, but a lot of people see women, you know, who are pregnant and, you know, the woman, you know, they kind of try to keep up with the pregnancy. People try to keep up with the pregnancy. Oh, you know, you're, two months now, oh, you know, now you're five months, oh, now you're seven months, you know, oh, you still look good, you know, you're still beautiful, and, you know, oh, you're carrying this baby so well, but people don't understand that in the midst of those things, um, in the midst of carrying that baby for nine months, uh, the woman is, you know, uh, could be sickly, you know, she could be very sickly, she could be um, hospitalized a few times because of, you know, not being able to, um, you know, keep things down, or, you know, not being able to uh, you know, function like she normally would, you know, uh, because, you know, there's her body is going through changes because of the pregnancy. And, you know, people don't see that. They just see that, you know, she's carrying a baby. She's doing well. Uh, she looks good, you know, physically, you know, she's taking care of herself. You know, her hair is done. Her makeup is done. Um, you know, all these things are done on the outside, but they just don't know the inner workings of that whole situation, you know? And so, as far as with the trans, uh, with the uh, hardships of transitioning, um, you have to make sure that when you transition, that it's definitely a God thing. 
uh, because if it's a God thing, God will give you the grace to deal with the hardships that comes along with it. Um, it was a God thing that I went to school, that I went back to school and pursued, uh, finished pursuing education. Um, even though I switched fields, even though I switched majors, it was it was definitely a God thing because it may be more marketable as it relates to the workforce. Um, it looks better on my resume that I have more education. Um, I have just as much education as I have um, skills naturally when it comes down to um, just, th- you know, just different things that I know how to do. I have just as much education. You know, I have a high school diploma. I have a technical degree. I have two criminal justice degrees, associates and bachelor's degree. So, I mean, I have an extensive amount of education. Um, so it was definitely a God thing. But in the midst of it, you know, God kept me uh, because it was a God thing. It wasn't something that I decided to do on a whim. It wasn't something I decided to do because I had because I wanted to do it just because. And I just wanted to prove to somebody because when you try to prove things to people, you know, you got to understand that whenever you're trying to prove a thing to a person, uh, that person is not feeling the type of things that you're feeling in the midst of that. So if it's education, you're trying to prove to somebody that, you know, you're smart, you're intelligent, uh, that you're capable. Uh, you're trying to prove it to somebody. Um, they're not the ones that's burning the midnight oil, staying up late studying. They're not the ones that's getting, you know, uh, you know, D's, F's, or, you know, whatever grade you may be getting. Uh, they're not the ones being put on academic probation. They're not the ones that's uh, driving to the actual location of the campus uh, every other day or, you know, three times a week. You know, they're not the ones that's doing that. You know, you're the one that's doing it. So you have to make sure that all that you do, like the Bible says, uh, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord and not unto man. Um, that's so true and that's so valuable because a lot of times we do things on a day to day basis uh, for the sake of, you know, sticking it to people, so to speak. You know, I want to go ahead and prove to them that I can. I want to go ahead and show them that I'm capable. I want to go ahead and show them that I am better than them and that, you know, I can do things that they can do, if not better. But with that being said, with that kind of motive, you know, you'll never you'll you'll gain success. Uh, but it'd be hard for you to keep it because you didn't do it with the right motive. You didn't do it with the right attitude. You'll gain um, the money that you're looking for. You'll gain the success. You'll gain uh, the stable career, but you won't be able to keep it because it's not enough for you to be able to, you know, perform uh, to, you know, kind of, it's not enough for you to be able to perform to show people that you can do something in order to keep a company running, you know, for the next 50 years. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's, it's impossible because, you know, God forbid, what if that person dies, they leave the earth. And so now you have no more motivation in order to keep doing what you're doing because that person is no longer here, you know, or what if that person moves away and they just kind of fall off the face of the planet and you never hear from them again, you know, now you're left with all this responsibility that you've put yourself in and that you've kind of, you know, made, uh, made for yourself. Because you wanted to keep going back to school, pursuing all this education. You know, you wanted to go ahead and create this business. You wanted to go ahead and start this company. And the company is off the ground, it's moving. But, you know, this person is no longer around for you to prove and show them that you're capable. And so that's why we have to do things with the right motive. As I said, you know, I pursued education with the right motive. I pursued, um, you know, ministry with the right motive. 
Um, that's another big one. That's a whole nother topic by itself. Um, you got to be called to that. You got to be called, especially if the if it's the fivefold ministry, um, if it's, you know, the, the pastoral or the teaching or the preaching. I mean, you definitely got to be called by God for that, because uh, that sort of thing, you know, it it, it thrives. Um, you know, it's it's always people involved when it comes down to that. And, you know, if you're doing it with the wrong motive, you know, it's going to show um, people are going to like cause you to not want to do it any longer. That's why it has to be, uh, you know, with the intent to please God, because if it's with the intent to please God, no matter how the people are acting, no matter what the people are doing or what they're not doing, you're going to keep pushing and you're going to keep pressing and you're going to keep striving because you want to please God. And so that's what it was, even with me, as it relates to transitioning, uh, moving from one place to the next. Um, in some cases, it was because God said, get up and go. You know, in some cases, it was because, you know, uh, based on circumstances, I had to move. You know, I had no choice. But in those situations where God said, OK, pick up and go, you know, go to this place, you know, go to that place. You know, I had to do it with the intent to please God. I couldn't do it with the wrong motive, because if I did it with the wrong motive, first of all, I wouldn't have done it at all. You know, second of all, I would have regretted it. You know, um, I would have just figured like, you know, man, like I'm just out here and yeah, you know, nothing's going on. But in those moments of hardship, in the midst of it all, you know, in the midst of the process of moving, in the midst of the packing and unpacking, in the midst of, you know, uh, you know, shutting off these utilities and cutting these utilities on and all this back and forth, you know, in the midst of all that, you know, God honored it, you know, which is why. Every time, you know, I, I end up in some kind of transition and God always provides and he doesn't always provide when it comes down to finance. I'm not just talking about finance and, uh, you know, when it comes down to money and that sort of thing. But I'm talking about peace of mind. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about uh, people uh, connecting me with people, um, you know, for the sake of my purpose, for the sake of my destiny, uh, you know, just showing himself strong, you know, showing himself, revealing himself in the midst of it all, you know. That's that's a way that God, you know, comforts me. And that's the way that God comes to me and tells me, uh, listen, you did the right thing and you did it with the right motive. And I'm with you 100 percent. And so when we do the right thing, even in the midst of transitioning, no matter what the hardships are, God will give you the grace. He'll give you the complete grace in order to deal with the hardships, because there are hardships when it comes down to transitioning, even when you're transitioning in the will of God, even when it's a God thing, even when God is saying, okay, I want you to be married. So you're going to go from single to being married, you know, and that's a hard transition. Even if it's something that you desire, if you'll be honest, even if it's something that you desire, even if it's something that you've been praying for, it is a hard transition at first. Um, and I'm only speaking from experience, you know, that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother uh, podcast, but going from single to married is a difficult transition. Even when you're in the will of God, it's a difficult transition. Um, you know, but it's most definitely worth it after you, you know, shake yourself loose after you kind of, you know, okay, you know, you, you kind of remind yourself that God is with you and you don't just throw in the towel because you're uncomfortable. Um, you know, then you'll be able to see the fruits of your labor, you know, when you're not throwing in the towel because you're uncomfortable. Uh, so with that, I just want to encourage somebody, want to encourage you all to just continue to just bear your cross when it comes down to transitioning, continue to bear your cross, continue to keep, keep you know, pressing, keep pursuing God, uh, keep pressing to the next level uh, when it comes down to transitioning, because it's most definitely worth it. The hardships don't get discouraged. 
Uh, you know, don't allow yourself to be distracted by the hardships um, that comes in the midst of transitioning because the future is going to always outweigh the present. I'm reminded what the Bible says, uh, you know, that this light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So that means that, um, you know, and it's also another scripture that says, for I, you know, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worried that it be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. So in other words, uh, what we're going through now in the present is not even worthy to compare to the glory that's going to be revealed later on out of that situation in the midst of that situation in the midst of that turmoil. You know, what God is going to do, what God is going to bring forth is not even worthy to be compared with the present suffering that we got to endure. So I want to encourage you with that. Know that your transition is not in vain. God sees it. God sees the hardship. God sees the pain that you have to go through in order to obey him uh, in the midst of that transition or whatever it may be. Um, and I want to encourage you with that. This is Drew from Adore, adding a dose of reality in everything. Be blessed.